about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Welcome to our brand new podcast, Do You Remember Robotech? I am very excited to introduce this to you, and I'm also very excited to just immediately introduce myself. My name is Shane. Hi. Someone else who knows Shane is my recording partner and longtime friend of 10 years, Manny. Hi, I'm Manny. Uh, Unfortunately, I've known Shane for 10 years. It's a long time. Yeah, now we're here doing a podcast. What do you think your favorite memory of me is in those 10 years? Uh, that time that you sent your pancakes back and, uh, because one of them was wrong and the lady just took your plate into the back kitchen <laughs> area. But was it those same pancakes that were covered in ants later on or was that a completely different breakfast item? I believe it was those pancakes, yes. Terrifying. Covered in ants outside the comic book shop. Delightful story. But uh, yes, Manny is my longtime friend of 10 years. We met online, have met in person just once, but have spent most of the rest of it talking in the digital age. I don't really like in podcasts when hosts spend a huge amount of time talking about themselves and they haven't really given you reason to care, but I can't help but want to at least give a few fun facts first. So Manny, can I have one fun fact about me from you? And then I'll give uh, one afterwards likewise. Uh, one fun fact uh, about you for me. Yes. Uh, you really, really, really like Ultraman for some reason. At least no. that's the impression I get. You know, that's not true. I don't actually care for that much of Ultraman that I've seen. It's I've watched a fair bit of it, but I think a lot of it is pretty mid. I like the new show that's going on quite a bit, Blazar. I think that's really cool. I like parts of Ginga, and I really like Ultraman Leo. But I've seen a whole bunch of other shows and I don't quite like them. So that is an incorrect fun fact. But uh, okay, okay. Well, you know, Ultraman is for babies. I'm all about Super Sentai, where the adults are. Very true. One fun fact about Manny is that he really hates cheese. And one funny anecdote he told me was one time he went into a nacho place and ordered nachos of that cheese, and everyone in the back went out to look at them like a little freak. Like, like the cooks came out and just like. Like poked, like one of them literally poked their head out like from behind. Like who, who dares to order nachos with no cheese? I dared. I, I respect your choices in life. There's, uh, I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to food, and you're not like picky eater. What would you say, right? Generally, uh, no, not at all. Like I'll even eat cheese if if I order something without cheese and it just comes with it. So, you know, I'll, I'll just go to town. Uh, begrudgingly, but uh, but I'll eat the cheese. Right. Understood. Well, that's enough wonderful bantering for today. We'll continue on with uh, more about what this podcast actually is. Now, what is Robotech? What are we doing here? And why is this interesting? 
Robotech is an incredibly strange media project born out of a combination of syndication standards and ingenuity. Robotech is an 85-episode show released in 1985 that is made up of three mostly unrelated anime shows, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, Super Dimension Calvary Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mespita, combining them into one continuous story. It's rather unique in this regard, with the only other major franchises that exist in a similar space being Voltron, adapted from Go Lion and Die Rugger, and Power Rangers, a complete restructuring of Super Sentai. For our podcast, we'll be watching all 85 episodes of Robotech, along with all 84 episodes of the three original shows in lockstep, comparing and contrasting them, one episode from each, every week. We will also be looking at some other Robotech material, although the exact form of that coverage will be shown closer to when it's relevant. One of the goals of this project will be to see just how transformative Robotech actually is, and how well it stands on its own, both in comparison to the three shows individually, and what, if anything, it gains from the plot threads it stitches together. Now, here's a small bit of research for our first show, Macross, and how it led into Robotech. It's 1982 in Japan, and Super Dimension Fortress Macross is born. Directed by Noboru Ishiguro, known for his work in Legends of the Galactic Hero and Astro Boy, and created by Studio Nue and Artland. Macross was a commercial hit, so much so it became the start of its own franchise and the first of the Super Dimension trilogy. The other two members being Super Dimension Century Orgus and Super Dimension Calvary Southern Cross, both of which are unrelated to Macross in terms of plot, but they are similar production staff and visual styles. However, before Macross's success was established, there were quite a few production difficulties, necessitating an agreement with Tatsunoko for extra funding. This agreement included the dreaded international distribution rights, a seed that would later blossom into Robotech. Now, three years later, in 1985, an American production company, Harmony Gold USA, was looking to bring over some popular anime to give to American audiences. Harmony Gold partnered with Tatsunoko, who provided them with just such a show, Macross. However, Macross's paltry 36 episodes were not sufficient for syndication needs, which required at least 65. To solve this problem, the producer and creative head of Robotech, Carl Masek, had the idea to Frankenstein together two other similar-looking shows into one long super show, adding Macross's super-dimension cousin of sorts, Southern Cross, and a show made by a completely different studio, Genesis Climber Mespita. If you're curious, Harmony Gold uh, weren't in possession of the rights for super-dimension century Orgus at the time, explaining why Mespita was chosen instead of just filling out that trilogy. As he recounts, Masek watched all three shows back-to-back in complete silence, finding the unintentional visual motifs that link them together as a basis for the overarching Robotech saga story. Now, there are two major points of infamy that should be addressed regarding the legacy of Robotech. Firstly, Harmony Gold has spent the last 40 years or so as a force of notorious litigation, delaying the original American Macross release for 15 years, outright stopping the American release of any Macross sequels until very recently, and getting into legal battles with the Japanese rights holders, Big West, as well as, most notably, the creators of an American war game, Battletech. It's not something we'll be doing a deep dive into, but just know it sucks. The other point of infamy is Carl Masek himself. Although credited with much of anime's popularity in the United States, he was also criticized for his localization methods. Here's a quote from the man himself. People always criticize the fact I sometimes cut stuff from the original material. The only thing I felt it necessary to eliminate for a Western audience is what I call ethnic gestures. So, 
what you try to do is homogenize the thing as much as possible, but keep the editing to a minimum. I think we improve the content, end quote. As we progress through the show, this is something we'll keep in mind. One last quick note about the coverage for this episode. Before the first episode of Robotech was released, a clip show movie called Codename Robotech came out, covering the first 14 episodes of the show. For obvious reasons, we won't be covering this first, although we may have a look at it later down the line. Uh, one, one other interesting little fact is that if you combine all three of those shows together, their episode counts, it goes to 84. So where did that 85th episode come from? I don't know. Maybe I'll find out later. Carl Masick has brought it up in multiple interviews that I've listened to, and his explanation is kind of just to go past it very fast. One thing he says is, the last one I listened to was like, you know, some people would have cut down some stuff, but I actually chose to expand Robotech, and that's why I added that extra episode, Um, which seems very weird to me, especially because uh, there's an episode later on that's like fully a clip show. And I don't really know the content of this extra episode, but it is like by its very nature, stealing a lot of, um, you know, reused footage from the stuff around it. I, I do have a small little conspiracy theory. Would you like to hear uh, it? Hit me with that conspiracy theory. Okay. I think, I think Carl Masek fucked up. Maybe, maybe like should just be making shit up about, about dead people. You know, so I want to say this is like not based on anything concrete, but I have, I have a story that Carl Masek himself told that, that made me think that it was just a huge mistake. You know Captain Harlock, yes. Manny? Uh, so Captain Harlock was uh, another show that, you know, by some of the same people that went through a very similar thing where, you know, they want to bring it over to America. It, it wasn't long enough. And specifically, it was like a producer that Carl Masick was, was working for. He's telling a story of him being out, like, in the urinal uh, talking to this guy. And the producer's like, yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I signed this deal to bring ha- Captain Harlock over for 50 episodes. And Carl Nace is like, you know, that that show is only like 35 episodes, right? And he's like, what? What? Oh, and they ended up having to get another show about some some lady to combine it to make it long enough um, to fit the episode count the producer had sold. So I think that happened the same way with Carl Masek, just with one episode instead of like 20. Uh, one episode of what do you think? Do you know? you know or are we gonna find out uh i know but probably not not where it probably you know we'll we'll get there oh, when we man. get there I, I know like where it fits in i think it's in between the show switching off is where they they have that fit in and so we we can judge then ourselves and we think like oh yeah this needed to be here this is important interesting content probably should maybe mention this in the introduction but what's what's your history with with robotech with with macross uh with any of the stuff i've talked about have you, have you heard of any uh, of this before? i yeah you know, being born in 86, I, I have heard of Robotech, but it was before my time. Uh, anytime that it came up or or I had the chance to watch it, I would, I would always just say, no, this is this is for <laughs> older people, not old people. This is for older people than me. And I've always just kind of thought of it like a like a oh, that's kind of lame. Uh, as for Macross, I've always wanted to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. And uh, I guess here's here's the opportunity to watch both. Yeah, uh, one one thing that's kind of lame, one thing that's uh, pretty cool. I I've seen Macross before. Uh, I've never seen any any Robotech, so I'll be going through that for the first time. It has been a little bit of a while, but uh, I'll try not to, to spoil Manny on whatever um, Macross info. Also, I, I presume you haven't seen Southern Cross or uh, Mespeda. That is correct. Right? I haven't seen any of those. I basically heard nothing about either of those, other than that they're part of Robotech. So um, exciting! We're gonna kind of explore how that all goes how different they all are 
what we will talk about, our, our next segment here, but we're, we're going to go in our first summary. We're going to summarize uh, Macross first and then talk about it. How, how are you feeling? You excited? No, I have to do a lot of talking, but I'll, I'll get through it uh, with the power of podcast fluid. And I'm interested in you. Oh, you. my. And what what you have to say. Uh, well, um, I have here a uh, not lengthy summary of episode one of Macross. Super Dimension. Uh, is it Super Dimension? Super Dimension yes. Fortress. That's Fortress. right. Super Dimension Fortress Macross episode one. Uh, I can give you a summary if you want to hear it. Let me know. Well, I, I think it would be more fun, Manny, is that. I, you know, is for you to literally give me your summary and I'll give you mine. And we, uh, we, we, we read it aloud to the That's audience. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. It is. So I'll, I'll go ahead with, with your permission. I'd like to, to read, read your, your lovely little summary for the first episode of Macross titled, uh, I believe, Booby. Oh, wait. Oh, God. It's not, it's, no, that, that's the episode of Robotech. What's the episode of, first episode of Macross? Booby Trap called? also. Yeah. Called Booby. Also, yes. Is it? They're, bo- yes. they're both Booby Trap? Okay. All right. Oof. All right, first episode of <laughs> of Macross Booby Trap. <clears throat> Explosion. <sighs> a giant spaceship crashes into Earth, blows up a whole ass city, landing on an island. Narration tells us it's a big ass alien ship. Its arrival told humanity that aliens exist. This led to the creation of a unified Earth government after a series of unification wars. It's now been 10 years since the big-ass alien ship was rebuilt and named Macross. On the bridge of the Macross, the very funny girl talk is interrupted by a proximity alarm sounds. It's Hikaru Ichijo by invite of Major Fokker. Down by the side of the Macross, there's an air show to celebrate the launch of the rebuilt alien ship, emceed by the good Major himself. All is going well until a big stunt is interrupted by Hikaru his dinky prop plane as he decides to show off his piloting skills by taking the center stage in a stunt. Down the ground, we're told how much of a special boy Akaru is. He won the big special amateur piloting competition seven times, and how Major Fokker shot down 180 planes. As Major Fokker is admiring some fine-ass booty, we cut to space where a fleet of evil-looking ships come out of warp and send a few recon ships down to look for the crashed alien ship. Captain Global arrives on the bridge to take command of the situation, blocking his head comedically at the door. As Macross attacks the alien scout ships, it automatically shoots him down with a giant laser beam, confirming to the alien fleet that Macross is down on Earth. Captain Global laughs like a maniac and explains that the Macross was booby-trapped. The alien fleet and some human ships get in a big space battle and both take losses. Captain Global launches his fighters in response to the alien attack down on the surface. Yukaru's hanging out inside one of these fighters during the attack and is accidentally given launch orders. As the air battle continues, Yukaru's overwhelmed by enemy fire and starts nosediving out of control. But one of the bridge officers gets in contact and orders him to switch to configuration B. And a sweet fighter jet transforms into a lame-looking mech. <laughs> he looks up at the ongoing battle as the episode ends. Uh, what did you think of my summary? It's pretty good. Uh, you caught me off guard. Oh. I was not aware that you were going to read my summary. <clears throat> I, I've literally explained this to you like three times. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I didn't pay attention three times. Maybe, maybe you should have explained it four times. That's that's fair. I should have done better. Uh, yeah, good, good start. Manny, what, what did you think of, of this episode? Of I think it was a, a very fine first episode. Uh, gives you a good little intro of, of uh, Hikaru and uh, major, major, Major Ogler, Ogler. He's he's looking at 
He's looking at these ladies. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, it it gives us a basic explanation of of the ship. You know, it tells you, hey, you know, Earth is unified. Uh, It's you know, it's been ten years. It's a whole city. I was really uh, caught off guard by how big the Macross is. I was not, you know, I think I'd seen images here and there on the internet before. I didn't expect it to be the size of a city. Yeah, it's it's big. It it is it is a huge robot. So you know, giant spaceship crashed into Earth, was a whole ass city. So the the unification wars, huh? Oh uh, yeah, they really kind of just breeze through that, don't they? In the narration. <laughs> yeah, what what were, what were they finding about down there? Uh, do, do do we know? Like, it's just they they were just brush fire wars against being unified. I guess is that it? Is is the Star Trek war called Unification War? Is it different? Uh, in Star Trek, there's the Eugenics War and World War Three. Eugenics? There's no Unification War. In no, Star Trek? Uh, I think I think it's implied, but not told that after. Uh, let me let me uh, push up my glasses up to the brim of my nose here. Uh, I think that after the Vulcans landed in First Contact, uh, Earth kind of kind of just got their shit together and and said, "Hey, you know, let's let's." Let's become unified, and everybody pretty much just agreed. Yeah, uh, I, I I'd agree if I saw an alien, um, which I get, which is a, a notably not what happens here. Um, this, this is one of the the funniest like Robotech things we'll, we'll talk about in that segment. But uh, to note here is that specifically, it was like eight years of of just full out war, right? Because I think they said yeah. Roy uh, is it uh, Major Fokker had been out, out of combat for like two years. So it's been 10 years since the ship right. landed. You know, simple math here, it's eight years of war. Right. And, and, and importantly, too, that the, the unification wars happened because of the ship landing, yes. right? Let, let me read read the, the opening narration. Um, years 80, 1999, gigantic space battleship, 1,200 meters in length. Ship's technology was far above, above humanity's zone. No trace of alien beings could be found. It was clear that extraterrestrial civilizations did indeed exist beyond our planet. They had made the stars their battlefield. This prompted both the founding of the United Nations, uh, sorry, the Earth United Nations government, which would take precedence over the interests of the individual nations, a little bit of evil shit there, and the concerted effort to restore the hulking spacecraft. The road to establishing the Earth UN government wasn't an easy one, and brushfire wars sprang up across the world. Despite this restoration of the battleship progressed steadily, finally long and painful unification wars came to an end. So it is, it is, explicit, uh, it is like in, indirectly. So what's going on there is that uh, the spaceship happens. Uh, the government is like, let's make a giant UN. And, you know, like while we're at it, let's just like take all these like individual little nations and kind of put them under our wing. Uh, and all the individual nations hate that so much. So the, the Macross kind of indirectly led to this, this huge war that like happened to end by, by the time it, it was finished. Uh, which is uh, important specifically for, for the Robotech take on it, which is uh, maybe the, the exact opposite. Uh, but yeah, UN, UN evil, UN sucks, just like in real life. Uh, yeah, um, they, I mean, they managed to get this Macross thing rebuilt. Yeah, that's cool. Who knows what else they've done. <laughs> do, do you think like some of the, the fighters in the Unification Wars are like, you know what? I wasn't so sure about that UN at first, how they were kind of coming over and, and taking all of our countries with the prospect of like this, the xenophobic uh, military thing. But they did make that spaceship really cool. Do you see that? I mean, did you see the laser shot? It's very cool. Oh, I didn't. I left that out in my my summary. Oh, there. You, you put that in there. You mentioned it shot a big ass laser beam. Did I? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally did. That's. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, next the, the the very funny girl talk on on the bridge. Uh, you did go past a 
a small point I like to mention, which is um, a major global, uh, sorry, global um, Robotech fuck up number two on his way to, uh, you know, be be the captain of uh, of the SDF one. He's just he's just like a grumpy little guy. He doesn't want to wave to anyone. He's kind of nervous. Uh, yeah, he, he's a he's a military man. He's not here to 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 be a man of the people. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not. That that is a small thing. I think it was a cute scene. Um, so tell tell me a little bit more about this girl talk that that you you thought was was uh was maybe not very funny. I don't know what they were trying to do with with that little exchange there. Uh, well, one of the, I guess I guess the one in charge was was chiding maybe like a navigations officer yeah. about about staying out late with uh, Major Fokker. Uh yes, that that is what's going on. The uh, Lisa right. is the name of the uh, the woman in in charge there. Is that is that in Robotech or Macross? That's in Macross. Okay. Uh, so she she was chiding Claudia. Um, it, these are all uh, these are all Macross names, unless I say otherwise. All right. Uh, so she's chiding Claudia about. Um, it, it sounded like it sounded like to me that Claudia and and Fokker were banging. Did you get that impression? Oh no! Yeah, that that was like that was. It was just short uh, of stating it out loud. Yeah, like these guys banged all night. And so, so Lisa was like, "Hey, you know, you guys got a job to do. This is a big ship. This is a big important ship. This is the Macross. You shouldn't be staying out late." And Claudia was like, "Hey, I mean, all right, but it looks to me like you're jealous. You want a piece of this, this Fokker action?" <laughs> and then everyone else is, is makes fun of her, and she's they're like, "Yo, she just wants to fuck the ship." It's like that one drill yeah. tweet, uh, like like lady. They won't even let me fuck the SDF one. I, I think I think the the youngest crew member in the back just stands up and, and like complains at the very end of, of the talk. Uh, it was it was when Claudia offered up Fokker Fokker fucking <laughs> to to Lisa, and and that is the thing that horrified her. Yeah. So maybe maybe the lady in the back, uh, the young one, is is uh, anti Fokker or yeah, something. Well, we'll we'll see. She might just be nervous. Uh, that that's Shammy, by the way, is the the younger one. Uh, she she kind of makes the biggest impression out of the the other characters that, that show up. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see a little bit more of the rest of them as the series progresses. But um, she kind of has like uh, that and, and like a laugh line later talking to Global. Uh, so far, like so far, except for Global, it's like all female crew. I don't know if it's going to change. And for the bridge crew, yeah, we'll, we'll find but, out. But but yeah, it's a it's a bunch of ladies up there. One, two, I think four. I think. Um, wait, no, it's yeah. it's one, two. I think it's five. Oh, five. Yeah, there's, there's five. It's uh, Lisa, Claudia, Shami, uh, and then uh, two two other women who I think Kim and Vanessa who don't. I, I think Kim has one line, but um, they, they don't really have a lot of of character today. Um, yeah, very much the Detmer and Noah. Yeah, but they're if you get that no, reference. I do not. Those are the two the 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 pilot and the other lady on the Discovery. The two ladies that sit up front. Oh, uh, Star Trek Discovery. And Star Trek Discovery, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I, I yep. hope most of our audience <laughs> is isn't watching Star Trek Discovery. Um, don't don't do that to yourselves. Season five coming up soon um can't we can't make that joke in sag after we cannot we cannot promote even we cannot joke even jokingly I, I, I promote think... star trek on this podcast oh uh, even if it's discovery oh especially man. I, I don't want to especially you don't want to promote the bad ones 
yeah, we, that's the joke. Yeah, I, I should say, uh, in, in speaking, of, I, I I did call up SAG-AFTRA. Uh, they're they're very kind. I asked them, hey, is it fine if we do a podcast about Robotech? Uh, and they said, Mister SAG picked up the phone. He said, absolutely, Shane. We need this podcast as long as you do not say, you know, advertise uh, po- popular shows that have relatively known streaming platforms. You can do that. And I said, I I bet we will not do that, sir. So don't don't please do not. Do not do not watch uh don't watch Star Trek based on this. Uh do fuck let let actors and stuff be paid. Uh actors in, in Robotech, um I don't know if they're paid, but they're they're not in unions in any way at this point. But I uh, hope I hope they're paid. Uh there are ways to watch Discovery without uh without paying money to uh... <laughs> I, I don't think SAG AFTRA uh would would approve <laughs> of that either. Uh I don't... Well, hopefully they won't listen to our podcast, but if we do I'll, t- I'll take the brunt of the uh, calling up. Hey, is it fine if we just tell people to like steal everything? Privacy is cool. Anyway, uh, past past that scene, we get to the uh, the, the funny little Fokker bit. Uh, what would you, you make of your first impression of of a Fokker and um and, and our main character? I, I like their interactions. I I, I thought he was going to be harsher with with Hikaru after after the the shenanigans he pulled in the in the air stunt. But uh, you know there was a good a good amount of slapstick. You know him yelling at Hikaru on the microphone on stage while emceeing the the air show, and everybody hearing everybody lift uh, laughing. Very good, very good. Yeah, he he like really fucks it up too. He's like he just like goes into the middle of an air show and just with with a jet plane. It seems like a very good way for someone to die. Uh, the crowd loves it though. Yeah, the crowd the crowd wants to see a murder happen. I feel like the crowd thought it was all part of the show. I think, yeah, crowd. You know, people are stupid. What do you? What do you? There. I mean, though. Like, keep in mind the political aspect of this is that these people are all bootlickers in the front, like the super evil UN making the the super evil super ship with one billion dollars and forcibly taking down everyone who says no. And these are the guys who shows up. Isn't it weird that, that the mayor wasn't there? Like, the mayor was the guy on the side of the street when, when when Captain Global and some mysterious rich guy were, were when you mentioned it, Captain, Captain Global waving. Wasn't that the mayor that was in, was in the limo with him? No, 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 no. That was just some random really? rich guy. The mayor was the guy outside in the, uh, on the sidewalk uh, talking about the, the Macross and how it's, he's, he's down in the dumps because it's going to oh, leave right. and it's going to, it's going to have a negative effect on, uh, I guess, Macross cities economy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just a random, uh, rich politician guy that's not as important as the mayor. Mayor's a walk. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I guess. That's a, that's a, that's another change you'll have to look for in Robotech. Oh, I, I, I didn't even, I even know, I didn't even realize that he wasn't the mayor. Yeah. He's not the mayor in Robotech. That's, that, that, that's funny. I thought it was just two random dudes, but no, he totally says, Hey, Mr. Mayor, what do you think? Just like, I don't, I don't know. That politician guy does give a very funny speech later on, which uh, has, has a line I like to write down or th- that I wrote down. "Quote: The Macross has ushered in vast improvements in individual wel- welfare." <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, what, 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 what are these improvements? What are we talking what could, about? What, could, what do you possibly mean by that? An individual welfare? Is he talking about his individual we- welfare? Yeah, he's famous now. He gets like. It's not a very big crowd for like a literally like world momentous event, you know? Yeah, just a couple of people up in the, up in the front yeah. row. How do you think that's that, that's funny? Just complete bullshit. 
Um, uh, yeah, what did what did you think? You had some stuff about Hikaru's relationship with Fokker too. Um, and like, what's what? It seemed like they're they're like old friends who worked in a circus together, right? Uh, we don't know where uh, they used to work together. I, I think they do say where they used to work together in Robotech. Oh, God. But here, but here, it's just implied that they used to fly together uh, for some reason. There is a weird bit where Hikaru, uh, like, like they're, they're kind of like having a fun time, and Hikaru just calls Fokker a murderer. Um, uh, I mean, he did shoot 180 enemy planes down, right? I think that number is also different in Robotech. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, like, I don't, I don't disagree. They call him murderer, but it is it is very weird to be like, oh, hey, it's my old friend. How's it going, you killer murderer? <laughs> um, th- there's also a, a funny little bit where um, Hikaru is talking that, that he won uh, the amateur flying competition seven whole times. So they they just they just say here uh, in in Macross, you made a promise to my dad, didn't you, that you'd come back to the team once the war was over? I know I let your dad down. I'm sorry. Once you start flying fighters, well, if you ever do, he'll understand. So yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't say it's it's a circus in the, that's a, that's a Robotech invention. Um, and the funny little bit happens that doesn't really matter yet. That, that vending machine is terrifying to me though. That vending machine that'll follow you around until you until you put money in it and get a get a cola. Uh, yeah, it's so for could, could you describe it for for the, those of us just just listening? Oh uh, yeah, just right towards the end of the Hikaru and Fokker. Mm-hmm conversation uh he starts checking out this lady uh with a kid and the kid is crying for a cola and the vending machine that's standing next to hikaru jetsons scoots over to to the kid and like gets right in front of the kid almost almost like just peer pressuring peer pressuring the kid's uh guardian to to buy cola like and she she starts shielding him from the vending machine too like with her body i don't know if you noticed that yeah, she's just like blocking. Yeah, trying to put him away from it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a little. Yeah, you're, I, I think Jetson's a good way to, to describe the, the the way it looks. Uh, it's called petite cola, uh, even though it, it is quite hulking. Who who is that girl? We don't know. By the way, maybe she's. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it? I think it's the Macross next time on. That's like pe- people don't realize that she's really important. Is, is that is that right? I think it's both. It might both? be both. Okay. Yeah, it mentions her in the next time on, and also she's in, in the ending. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I almost forgot. What did you think of, of the ending? Uh, oh, sorry, the, the opening of, of Macross. Uh, the opening yeah. itself is a bit generic. It's it's not what I'm looking for, in, especially not in my mid early to mid '80s anime. I'm, I'm going to say I'm slightly slightly disappointed with it, but peeking into the future, I think we're this is the better side of things. You, you've listened to to the other openings. Uh, to oh, okay, not not like Southern Cross and stuff. Yeah, um, a little bit of not not exactly hydrogen bomb coughing baby, but definitely like a, a hard pointy rock and a coughing baby. You know, little, maybe a little bit too insulting. To, I, I think it's fine. I, I don't I don't dislike it, it. it. It is serviceable. I would use this it's word. Pretty memorable, I'd say. Now the ending, the the <laughs> song itself is, is fine. Uh, I, I would I would say it's better than the opening song, but. But the uh, well, we should. It doesn't have animation. We should, we should maybe like, finish like the, the episode stuff. before we talk about the ending. Uh, Did we finish? The uh, no, the the aliens, Manny. The whole the big plot thing happens. Oh yeah, we're like right at the middle. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, so, so walk walk it through that. There's there's some aliens that that come by. Yeah, yeah. They, so they come out of warp. 
they said, hey, are you sure the ship is here? We don't detect any signs of them warping away. Da-da-da. They send a couple of scout ships, and that's when the booby trap triggers. The booby trap. Booby trap. Yeah. And, and the macro sets out a huge fucking laser beam, uh, blows up a few ships. Blows up some buildings, too. Like I don't know if you noticed there was like a streak of destruction on the island in, in the city. Individual welfare, not great for those people. Yeah. Also, uh, like, is the whole of the Macross ship populated? Like, I really want to know because there are parts of the ship that, that like turn 90 degrees when, you know, to get ready for the giant laser to fire. And I want to know what happened to those people that were in that part of the ship. You will get explicit answers to this question. Oh, okay. Yes, Perfect. This is, this is all like a lot, uh, very, very explicit. Um, in the next the next few episodes oh man so i'm, I'm just gonna name them uh, they aren't named in macross they are named in robotech they're the zentradi you know they're 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 aliens they're they kind of got some some weird skin colors going on this name applies to both yes they're both zentradi light light macross spoilers it, it's it's the same i i did think it was funny when the robotech is like hey these guys are the zentradi i'm like oh that's that's something uh they, they don't tell us yet and we don't know a lot about like who who they are they appear to be um, searching for it seems like one of their own ships from from is that the impression you got that it was like one of theirs uh i did not i did not because they said supervisor ships i think okay or yeah and so i, I got the feeling that they were looking for something other than that okay you, you might you might be right that's what i wrote down too but uh, they're, they're looking for for some sort of ship and they they, they found it in, in the sdf1 uh, they do seem very surprised that it's it's being run by you know I think these term like primitives that are these like like weak primitive weapons like missiles and stuff. So it's it, it's not extremely clear yet what exactly they're. Uh, th- that's actually a difference that I wanted to, that oh, I wanted to talk right. about later on with Robotech. Sorry, just just say no because yeah. I I feel like the these Zentradi reacted differently to the missiles in, in Robotech than in Macross. I'd have to double check just to be absolutely sure, but I feel like in Robotech they kind of just brushed off the missiles. And I feel like they took them a bit more seriously in in Macross. You, Especially, it feels it feels like they were reacting to like like oh these missiles are 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 serious business. Okay, like like the threat of the missiles or like yes. that, that they're just or, or the them. I no I think the nature of the missiles. Okay, like like they were combined with the Macross technology. Yeah, with uh that we haven't been told of yet. I see that. Yeah, he, he's very, he 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 kind of gasps. I don't think we know their names yet. I, I think I wrote them down the Robotech thing. Um, but there, there's, there's essentially there's two guys that we meet that are the Zentradi. There's kind of the, kind of the small, weaselly little fellow named Exodol Fulno. And there's the uh, the big kind of more leaderish guy called Britai uh, Kritinik. It, it, we'll learn a little bit about like what their deal is later on. But Britai kind of gasses, what? Just what were those weapons? Fulmo's like, uh, no, it, it couldn't be. And then they, they, they keep on fighting. But yeah, it's very mysterious for now. They, they begin like a whole whole fight. Uh, the, the big thing, big funny thing that happens, Global starts laughing. It's like, ha ha ha, this is a booby trap. Like what happened in history. And he explains what booby trap was, and everyone in the bridge is like, "Wow, that's a nice, fun history lesson." And he also takes out his his smoking pipe. He's about to light it, but then what was her name? Yeah, Shammy? Shammy? Shimmy? Shammy pipes up again. Straight edge here, Shammy. But no smoking on the bridge. No smoking on the bridge. And uh, so they they all start fighting. That the battle rages, as is often said in in podcasts. You can't say that. That's trademarked. Let's go listen to this. It's fine. The uh, we shoot up with the new things. So the battle rages. The battle uh, maddens. 
the 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 battle. Uh, no, let's let you know. I mean, uh, we we just steal their trademark. <laughs> the, the battle go. gets cross. It's kind of fitting. That's bad. That's not good. Uh, that is bad. Uh, so the uh, fight fight happens. Uh, meanwhile, Hikaru uh, er, earlier Fokker just kind of left him in a plane, and Fokker's uh, uh, like, "Here, I'll, I'll I'll hang out with you later." Hikaru's just sleeping. Lisa gives him a call. It's like, "Why are you in a plane and not fighting these aliens that are attacking us?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I guess if I'm just in a plane, I should go fight them." And says so the, the very funny line of, "Like, take off! This runway's a mess." And then he just starts starts just flying off and fighting guys. And, and Fokker's like, bro, what are you doing up here? You see a little goose? And Hikaru's like, I was just having a fun time. I just wanted to do just a little bit of war. And Fokker's like... And then immediately gets yeah. shot at. <laughs> Fokker's like, yeah, that's cool, dude. Hi, you go you go out there and do some war. And then, and then he gets shot at immediately. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, I looked it up here the, in, in Robotech. They just said, why are they using such primitive weapons? And then they kind of stand around looking <laughs> puzzled for a little bit. But that's really all they say. Okay, yeah, there's no there's no bigger revelation. I'm thinking maybe we should have started with both summaries and then gone down and because these episodes are so similar, yeah, right? Uh we'll maybe maybe we'll do that with uh next episode. If if they are as similar as these they, were. They most certainly will be. Okay. So so yeah, we'll 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 do that next time. We'll do both the summaries uh and then maybe just do one one discussion. But uh uh you know, we're 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 trying things out, keeping things new. I think I think that's basically it for for Macross uh, car lands and I, I did notice that they blew up that the car just straight up landed on a dude, so you know rest in peace to that dude guy in, guy in blue shirt blue pants yeah rip rip that guy what one last thing I guess what you're not not a fan of the the robot design does it look dumb uh yes the full robot designs I think are very very lame I don't like them I don't like them one bit the jet designs are cool the hybrid designs. Half jet, half mech is pretty cool. It's unique. The full mech, mm-mm, nope, no, thank you. I'm good. Um, I really like the. I like the hybrid too. I like when a jet is walking along and is holding a gun. I think that's extremely dope. The yes. there's there's not much doper than that. I, I think I maybe just because they look like transformers and absolutely like ruined my palette with that. But I think I kind of like how the the, the robots look. Uh, I especially dislike the head. I think the head's cool. It's like it's like a like a like a fifty sci fi sort of thing, you know. It's, uh, it feels like old school. Mm, I mean, I I acknowledge that you like them. That's as much as you I like can the say. antennas. They're kind of like those like router antennas. The antennas are fine, but that's that's not my problem with okay. them. I, I, don't, I don't like the visor. I don't like the shape of the head. Do you think it's a color issue at all? Like, if it's a different color, you might like it more. No, I think it's it's the general shape of it. Uh, in any case, that's basically the whole episode. Uh, any anything more I want to say about the the ending? Uh, the Macross ending, yeah. the actual yeah. ending, or like the the end of the oh, episode? Well, either, I guess. Okay, well, the ending is uh, I would say legendary. You know, I've never I've never seen it before. I've never heard of it, but I would say it's legendary. It is literally just a live action dude looking through a photo album full of Macross waifus, like actual literal photos of them. In an actual real life photo album with a, you know a real human being fleshy hand scrolling through the pages, and it is something else. It's also very short; it's like a minute long, I think. So yeah, that, that sounds right. But yes, it it is. It there's not a lot to it, but I think it's amazing. It's pretty funny. It, a lot of pictures of that one lady in there. I wonder what her deal is. Yeah, the 
the weird blue haired lady that was standing by the vending machine. Maybe that maybe there should have been some pictures of the vending machine in there too. <laughs> There's a new isekai about that. About the the, the vending machine <laughs> guy. Okay, well that that's that's it for, for Matt Cross. Um yeah, pretty pretty cool. And they, uh, I think a good good episode. Um a lot of like interesting little world bits in there. I think I think the bit about the very beginning about the Education Wars is very fun. Uh now it's it's your time to read my summary for a little show called Robotech. Don't think you ever sent I me the did. summary. I definitely did. I sent it to you in your private message. Oh, who checks that? I can I put it put it in, in I've got it. I've got it. I've got it up. You're gonna make me read all yes, this. You're make me read all this. <laughs> we, okay. We've, I think we just we just talked through through all all pretty much all this, but all right, let's, let's go funnier. through this. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh should I should I go for a dramatic reading? What do you want me to do with the with yeah, all just this? Take take uh, take it. Um, how, how you think it fits? Uh, all right, uh, I'll see what I can do. Oh, I could request edit access just to make it short. Just delete paragraphs. Episode one: Booby Trap. First episode begins after a very mid opening. Hey, I, I, that's what I was saying pretty much in 1999. In the midst of an unexplained global war, a mysterious alien spaceship crash lands on Earth. Bereft of all life, but with much of its advanced technology or robotech salvageable. <laughs> so dumb. In what's maybe the most impressive case of wow, cool robot in human history, everyone decided to stop waging war on so they could work together to fix this spaceship <laughs> and maybe fight against aliens one day. Ten years later, the spaceship, now dubbed the SDF 1, has been fixed and the whole dang world is ready to celebrate. We meet the captain of this ship, Henry Global. Glow Vull with a, with a V on his way to the unveiling. At the behest of the politician riding next to him, he gives an awkward wave to the adoring populace. Meanwhile, on the SDF-1, we meet the supporting crew, all fresh recruits from Robotech Academy. First Officer Lisa Hayes, Communications Officer Claudia Young, Assistance Operations Manager Sammy Porter, Communications Assistant Kim Young, and Surveillance Officer Vanessa Leeds. Where's, where's Shammy? Shammy is Sammy. Uh, are, wow, okay. All right. Good for Sammy. Moving on up. Get rid of that H. Lisa berates Claudia for staying out late the night before, as Claudia tells us in chaste terms that she was busy banging a guy named Roy Falker. I, th- I think the banging was a little bit more implied here. In Robotech? But, but still there. Yes. It was more implied still, than, than, still in, uh, than in Macross? Yes. Like, I think in Macross, they're like just shy of, of saying... Man, you guys fucked. But here they're they're like a couple of steps before that. Oh, no, that's, but they they're they're still the, going. The, the, that that's what I'm saying is that they're they're closer to saying they they banged in in uh, macro than, than actually outright yeah. saying. Ro- yes, Ro- Ro- Robotech. If you said it, could continue. Sorry. All right. Outside, Roy Falker, the Veritech fighter pilot commander, shows off his new robotechnology infused squadron to the delight of an adoring crowd. This air show is interrupted by the protagonist. Now with a much less Japanese name, Rick Hunter. Rick Hunter. Do you like that name? I, I like that name for an 80s cartoon. It, it's, it's exactly what you yeah. need it to be. Uh, Rick Hunter, who does a bunch of sweet tricks. Roy and Rick, revealed to be old friends, discuss the past, where they both worked at an air circus. Rick brags about winning eight amateur flying competitions. When Roy counters with his impressive career as a soldier, Roy asks him if he's Proud of being a killer. Uh, Rick, Rick I think this, this, oh, Rick, yes. Good, 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 good. Uh, I think the number was toned down to like 120 or something. 
in Robotech. Oh, I, I actually didn't note it. The I, I only noted uh, the other part where that in in Macross, uh, Hikaru says he won seven in a Robotech. He he won eight, which I think is very funny. <laughs> he added one more. Uh, Rick's a slightly better <laughs> pilot than than Hikaru. <laughs> He's one year older. Uh, meanwhile, a bunch of aliens called the Zentradi are lo- are looking nearby for their spaceship that crashed a decade ago. That very spaceship, the SDF, automatically shoots a gigantic laser beam their way, blowing up some vessels, but also confirming the Zentradi's hunch. As the crew on Earth sees this, the captain does a joker. <laughs> you gotta read it. <laughs> the captain does a joker and global global amal. Uh, the global amal. The captain. Do- oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, as the as the crew on Earth sees this, the captain does a joker and global amals. He explains this ship was placed on Earth as a booby trap, uh, one they've fallen into by resurrecting it. Uh, I don't think that's quite what they were going for, but uh, we'll talk about that. As the Earth forces engage the aliens in space, the Zentradi warlord, Britai, seems surprised at the, Earth, at the use of primitive weapons. Uh, his Minister of Affairs, Exodor, mentions something about the Robotech Masters before being cut off. Back on Earth, Rick Hunter who was left sleeping in the Veritech fighter, is woken up by Lisa's demands over the radio to start fighting. Rick says, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's it's a better Rick. Uh, Roy Fokker sees this and is like, hey, cool, let's, let's go get him, little buddy. Uh, Rick almost immediately eats it. At the last moment, Rick transforms his ship into a lame robot. I added the lame there. That's, that's, that's me. Uh, blanketing the fall. Uh, is that it, or is there yeah, another that's page? It. That's that's the last thing that happens. Um, well, yeah, you you left out the guy, the part about Rick crashing into that dude. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Overall, I, I think this episode is almost almost identical to the to the Mac Ross episode. Very very few differences. A uh, couple of very key differences. Yeah. Let's 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 first um quickly talk about like the broad differences uh, like like in in the production more so than than the episode uh before we get into the episode by episode stuff um hit me with those differences well uh you know like first not gonna spend too much time on uh the the robotech opening sucks right it just uh yes it it is it is like it is like the american uh zeta gundam opening to the japanese zeta gundam right like like it's just it is just generic fanfare that tells us nothing i have a bit of a surprise for you and 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 the audience for this manny uh this, this is where uh, my surprise me. comes in uh so regarding this opening is that uh before they did the whole robotech thing harmony gold uh originally released macross in three kind of more uh straight line like dubbed episodes kind of like a halfway point between robotech and uh and like you know the the original Macross, it was like like of course localized, but not to the extent. And that had a different theme song. I'm going to stream for you right now because uh, I want to hear your your live I, reaction to it. I hope it is an English rendition of the Macross opening. We're, we're, we're gonna fi- find out. Uh, let's let's see. Let's see. Okay, so tell me tell me when you're ready. Count it down on okay. on three on three. All right. right, one, two, three. Oh boy, what are laser sounds? Sounds like one of those toy guns you... Oh, man. (laughs) 
to this new place. Crushed and forgotten to Earth, too. Like, is this is this Masek singing this? What's, what's going on? What are these lyrics? I do like that they they always include that hair twirl yeah. that the, the the first officer does. Like no matter what, that's that's just good animation. I like that the subtitles are like question marks. Is what he said? Gauntlet of mankind, you stand tall. Okay, pretty dope. Man, yeah. man. Uh do you do you think you prefer that to the, the the Robotech opening we got? Yes, Robotech opening is terrible, bad. Uh they should be ashamed of themselves. This is uh also bad, but in a good yeah. way. <laughs> anyway, that that other way. Let's let's talk a little bit about voices. I think over over the course of the series, I'll be looking up some voice actors on either side of, of the aisle here, maybe uh comparing and, and contrasting them. Uh, but but generally, uh-huh. what did you think of the voice work for Robotech? For Robotech, I think it was generally better than than cartoons, American cartoons of its era, except for the villains. <laughs> the villains are, are a little bit hard to understand. They've got that they've they've got that villain sounding like "Oh, Lino, I will destroy you." You know, it's not a good effect. Uh, it's just it's not a good effect on their voice. No. Uh, everybody else is understandable, very clear. Uh, Roy Fokker sounds like Roy Fokker would sound like. Uh, Rick Hunter sounds like a good Rick Hunter. They, they all, all the voices okay. fit. Even, even that that shitty uh, politician in the limousine with Captain Glowval in the beginning sounds like that shitty politician would sound yeah. like. I, I think production wise, you can get a lot worse than the, the what we have here, especially for the time. Yeah. I also, but also, I don't think any of the voices are like iconic. None of them would be like legendary. No, maybe they grow into it. Eighty-five episodes is a long time, you know. Well, all right, let's... we're not th- thirty-five episodes. A little bit less of a time, I guess. We're going to have whole new characters. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how 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 many of the voice guys are going to come over. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see eventually. But we'll see. The one voice that was a little iffy to me is Captain Global. Uh, I related to you that in his first scene, he sounded much like Zoidberg. Uh, I didn't catch that, but I would have to go back and, and Zoidberg it out, but it d- didn't immediately jump out to me. All right, I'll wave. It, it's like, what is it, like a weird Russian accent that is going on there? I did notice the accent, but I didn't notice the Zoidberg. Okay, like his, his voice in general, though, is a little odd. Yeah, he's got an Eastern European twinge yeah. to it. Uh, it's, it's also like whole new music for like like uh, the, the background score as well. I don't know if any of that came across to you in any way. Uh, uh, it, I mean, it came across to me. I like, I definitely did notice it, and it. it uh, I would say it's not as good, but it's also not that much worse. It's it's just a little bit more generic music. Yeah, when, when they start doing more lyrical stuff, I think that'll be um, a, a little more more interesting. Uh, or like maybe some of the more uh, out out there battle stuff. 
Oh uh, yeah. Any any other like first first impressions you got for 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 Robotech? Uh, not oh. immediately. Like all the 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 thing that stands out to mo the most is how similar it is to the Macross. Yeah. Like I, I was expecting, uh, like if you watch, for example, the first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the first episode of Jew Ranger, they're a hundred percent completely different shows. Right. Not the case here. Yeah. yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that's that's going to continue going going on. It, it does make the uh, the smaller differences a little more interesting. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for I sure. Guess, I guess nothing else. I uh, will probably have more to say about all of that as as we go on. Are you hoping that it diverges more, or that it 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 maintains like these little differences that that sort of make it interesting, but but maybe slightly harder to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it diverges a bit more. I think I think that will like have a little bit more to to say. It just it, it hasn't come up yet. I do know that there's a little bit of censorship in in regards to. Sorry, I, I do it annoys me people use um use, use that word out of out of context. Uh, but there's a little bit of like. I guess it's accurate here because the company is like, hey, listen, you can't have have butts in the show. And so they took it out. Uh, from my understanding, Carl Masek didn't really want to do too much of that stuff. And none of it's in the, these episodes. There's nothing that appears really cut out for content reasons, aside from maybe um, some of the phrasing around that conversation on the bridge being a little bit less flirtatious, but, but nothing too noticeable there. Uh, if we see any, yeah. any lack of butts later on, um, I'll, I'll let you know. You, you're you're watching the like the Blu-ray version, right? Okay, yes. So yes. that one will will actually have the butts back in, from from my understanding. Oh, they, they oh, added the God. butts. Uh, I, I'm watching a VHS so, version. So were were the were the butts like edited out, or or was the scene cut out entirely? Um, I'll I'll tell you when when I when I we get to the butts, I'll tell you how it goes. So I, I don't know. Okay, but I I think I think. They did. They did some artistry, like for example, in, in Dragon Ball, to to add some clothes on Goku yeah, sometimes. The, some of the beams of light. And, yes, and sometimes, uh, sometimes they'll just cut out the scene entirely. My my first note for for Robotech, the show, was digital editing was really hard back then, uh, which I think was in reference to how like bad the title screen looked, like like the logo going onto it. I, I think the logo itself was maybe. More impressive than than the effect of the logo superimposed over the footage. Yeah. Like I was, I was surprised. Like, oh, this is like from 1985. This logo. Yeah, maybe that's where the, the superimposing was. Like, oh man, it's a little, a little rough. Yeah, um, I think it's really funny. Uh, I, I'm just going to kind of go down some some of the notes here. Uh, feel free to, to to interrupt or or do some of your own. I think it's really funny that they call it Macross Island. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun little thing. Um, it also, it's also Macross City, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> they're in Macross Island in Macross City. The show on the Macross, not called Macross, it's called Robotech. Oh, yes. Um, what is called Robotech is the, the new technology. It's Robotechnology. It's a whole word for it. Uh, also, maybe not a new word because the Zentradi also used the word Robotech. So, so how do they know that word? Wow, that's that just blow yeah, your mind. That's crazy. Whoa. So they maybe there was like written on the SDF was like labeled Robotechnology. Like, oh cool. <laughs> in like in like four different languages so everybody yeah. can read it. Um the uh I, I do think it was funny. Uh the Mac Macross, like the very opening bit of it, I think is really good and that it just kind of shows you um 
this this very artfully put together red um scene of this alien ship like flying overhead like slowly making its way down there being this huge explosion and it like destroys an entire city it's really cool uh robotech fucks it up because it just like has a guy describing to you the things that you're already seeing like the narrator yeah. is like this alien ship crash landed i think uh, like they go with the same stuff in macross but they have the the artistic sense to take a little bit out from that so like you have that impact yes. and then you get the exposition afterwards they also changed the 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 narrator from a from a woman to a man oh yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what that means but it's also but it's there. speaking english now non non japanese yes. no longer oh that's true i wonder what that means uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess the thing you get into is is recontextualizing the conflict that was going on on Earth, oh right? God, that in that so narration. Funny. So, um, <laughs> as I mentioned in in my summary that the Manny read in uh, what we talked about for Macross, in Macross, the war was uh, explicitly because of this giant UN that they came in because of of the Macross that came down. And uh, they, they just started doing imperialism to everyone, and everyone got mad. They did a bunch of wars. And Roy Fokker got really hungover and killed a bunch of dudes, and the war ended. Uh, in Robotech, everyone was already at war. We're not really sure why. Uh, they were just kind of having a big global war. And then the alien ship came down, and everyone was like, you know what? How can we be fighting each other when there's this ro- when there's the robot technology out there? And when there's aliens that could be we could be fighting yeah. together. So it's literally the exact opposite. In in Mac- Macross caused the war. And in Robotech, the the Macross um, ended it. Ended yeah. the war. <laughs> very very funny, and also just like I think just like kind of a politically daft move from from Robotech of like taking something that's like, hey, this is like a dig at at the UN. And I, I think you know, like the stuff about government is going to continue in Macross in important ways, and like their their relationship, you know, to to government, and like that impact of like, hey, this, the UN is real shit heel. Uh, doing all all these bad things, yada yada. Is that is that slimy looking politician going to come back? I think he's in the next episode. I don't think he's like a major character. Okay, but in, in Robotech, that's all just like kind of immediately abandoned. Uh, so it feels a little bit toothless. But maybe also they weren't thinking uh, about it. What what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I I think it was meant for like a different a different uh, audience, wasn't it? Like this Robotech was aimed at a younger audience, so maybe they just decided to cut out. Most of the politics According in the show. To Masek, um, he, he actually had not not that opinion at all. He he was very adamant that um, that they were trying to reach like an older generation that would trickle down into younger viewers because it couldn't trickle up. Was his words um, that you couldn't have something that was like aimed for young people because then the old people wouldn't watch, wouldn't watch it, but something that was like made for older kids, you know, maybe like older like like teens, maybe. Um, younger kids could still like find that entertaining he like tried to keep it pretty adult also it, it seems like he he feels like he wrote the superior product i, I think he feels like more politically interesting way outside of spoiler field for me uh, one of the interviews was carl Masek arguing with a guy who called in about if the character was a war criminal <laughs> <laughs> so this this is something that, that, that's going to come up uh so I, like Masek is not trying to make a he's not trying to kidify this show he is he's trying to make it adult in his own way uh, and I think that that's important for taking this this decision in that this is like not one meant to to be a kid with. It's probably just like one more like reflective of Carl Masick's own own politics and that of like Western politics about like, hey, the UN is like pretty cool. Uh, do do you know like like what kind of programming block Robotech aired on originally? 
Like, was it part of a kid's block or something? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I have no, no idea. I have to look that up at some point. Uh, see what was airing alongside Robotech. Maybe American Gladiators. Would that be cool? Watch American Gladiators and then Robotech. Is that and then and then Robotech? The 80s? Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, yes. I wonder if it aired like Saturday morning or something like that. But but it's like a lot less. Uh, I mean, it, it's still it's very political because all all art is political and it is you know the the choice is a very active one to have yeah because it's not like you're just making up a new story. It is like a very similar story of like hey the war happened. Uh, and then it stopped, but you're you're making some very active choices about why and, and how that happened. So that'll be cool to continue looking into. Uh, although I don't think like the actual war itself comes back in, in either. There's there's bigger problems they got to deal with. Yeah, right uh, they, they mentioned a little bit less alcohol in that conversation on the bridge as well. It's another another point of uh, of notice. Uh, that just makes sense because they had to air it on, yeah. on TV, right? Yeah. That's, that's... It's a cartoon and it was airing on TV. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, uh, I, I felt a little bit bad when I forget which character says it, but someone says, "What is Robotech anyway?" And I was like, "Damn, I should have put that in the opening." <laughs> uh, who says that? One of one of the one of the people watching the air show. I've no, I've no clue. I just wrote it down. It sounds sounds right. What do you think about them including the 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 captain bonking his head bit? Do you think he's just taller than most people? I mean, I don't get that. Like, it just doesn't fit in in that part of the scene. Like in that scene where everybody's under. He's very nervous. Is like part of his character that he's like you know both this. I guess we really know his capabilities that he seems like tactically minded. Uh, but it, it's like a humorous contrast to him being, um, you know, like like socially very awkward, but uh, in, in terms of like presence, very very competent. I don't think the joke works very well in Robotech. I feel like he's like a little bit too jokey with his funny little accent for that to come across in the right way. Yeah. Cause I, I, I uh, so far, like just episode one, I, I don't know what they're trying to do with the captain because he's awkward. He bonks his head. He laughs like a madman. And then he just explains the booby trap. And that's all I know about him. Yeah. Does that go for both? You feel? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I think he mentions World War II more in in the yeah Macross. he gives a whole history lesson in Macross not yeah. not so much in Robotech kids don't want kids don't know about that shit yeah <laughs> uh, Captain Captain Global has a very funny line when he's sitting down and he says I had hoped that war was a thing of the past which makes <laughs> no sense also because the whole reason that the ship was being made was for war. Right, like explicitly, the reason yep. was that you're you're making this giant warship to fight off aliens. Like you don't know that they're out I mean, there, like yet, but like they they exist. Well, you know they exist for sure. I guess I guess he was just hoping uh, they would they would attack after he died <laughs> or something. <laughs> Damn, I wanted my to get my pension yeah. first. I hope they attack my grandkids, not yeah. me. What else we you, got? You had a thing about uh, the big big brother on this. Uh, oh yeah, so so in in Robotech. Uh, Rick Hunter calls Roy big brother twice and Roy calls him little brother once or, or the other way around. I think, no, wait, that's it. That, that's it. That's it. And, and that relationship is completely different in, in Macross. So I want to know if, if they're going to keep up with this, if they're going to, if they're going to get deeper into it. Like it, why, why add that? I don't understand. Uh, I originally thought this was maybe one of those uh, like weird translation choice from from the the original. Where, you know, sometimes in uh, in Japanese media, uh, they'll they'll say stuff like you know, um, 
what's 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 like the common brother thing like nissan Aniki. Uh, yeah, Aniki. Aniki. Aniki, that that's it uh, and that's used for for a yeah. number of different contexts which do not uh he doesn't call him that in the japanese though he calls him uh i think fokker senpai yeah uh, so that that does make it really really weird um, that that they refer to it that way because I'm pretty sure they're not brothers in Robotech. I guess I don't know for sure that they're not literally brothers, but it would be very strange. I, I guess it might be. So yeah, like I guess we'll keep an eye on that. See see if they do anything with adopted. it. They, they could, could be adopted. Like they lived yeah. together beforehand. Uh, they worked at the air circus yeah. together. What else? What else? It's just like a little a little aside thing. But when when Roy Fokker is checking out a uh, mysterious blue haired girl. In in the English dub of Macross, not Robotech, uh, he lets out some, some some suggestive grunts while while checking out her butt. Just very funny that they added that. Not in Robotech, not in the original Macross Japanese language dub. Just in the English, the more recent English dub. He's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, at least one thing about you hasn't changed. Just very weird. He does he does some funny Tim Allen grunts. Rick Hunter falls down and the, the episode ends and we get, uh, uh Oh yeah. Oh, one, 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 there's, there's a few, a cute okay. couple of other oh, yeah, things sorry. that I want, that, I, that I want to bring out. Just, just differences that I want to point out. I, I don't think they really mean anything, but for example, when, when Rick Hunter is, is nose diving, uh, you know, he's, he's piloting his, his Valkyrie and it's immediately shot down nose diving and he's spinning out of control in Robotech. He is screaming like a madman. He's just like, ah! Oh, sorry, couldn't keep up the scream there. In the Japanese uh, Macross, he's just, he's almost fine. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But in, in, in Robotech, he's, he's absolutely losing it, which I thought was very funny. I don't know if you noticed that difference. That, that one extra win, really not doing Rick Hunter very much good. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not notice the, the screaming. Uh, that's very, very funny. I, I noted that, oh yeah, Lisa's voice actor sounds like way older than the Japanese one. Oh, it does, yeah. I had to yeah. check that out. Keep, keep, keep that on the lookout. Um, any other, any other last bits for, for Robotech? Uh, just, uh, lots of little, little, I, I think the animation itself, you know, so I guess this applies for both. They have good little flourishes to them to give them detail. Like, like when, when Major Fokker is yelling at at Hikaru slash Rick in the middle of the air show, he visibly talks to a guy off camera to to redirect his microphone that was talking to the crowd up to up to Rick Hunter. In Macross, it's it's just like a body language thing. They actually spell it out in in Robotech. Like there's like, hey hey Bobby, connect me up to up to there, which is just a weird little thing to add. But I like the body language that he has there. Uh, a lot of the body language in the uh, in the girls talk bridge scene, even, even though I, you know the scene itself is like, eh, I, I like it. There's just just good body language in the show that I yeah, like. It, it, it sells it. The show, the show looks 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 really good. Uh, yeah, I, I think the the what what is the first officer's name? First officer Lisa. Lisa. In both, uh, her character design looks like it's from a slightly different show. I don't know. I don't know if you caught that. I think I think it's it's the hair in her eyes. They just they're almost um, uh, Captain Harlock looking. Almost. I think, I think it's very much supposed to be in contrast to the other leading character. Um, of, you know that that pretty blonde haired girl. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah. Did I say blonde? Blue blue haired girl. Blue blue. Yeah. That that we don't know much about. Um, 
yet. So I, like they have very different character designs and also, you know, um, we don't really know a lot about Min May's uh, personality yet other than that she hates uh that, that's what <laughs> her name's min may it's, it's it says it it says it in the preview it's fine okay uh, her name's lynn min may in both uh she apparently hates cola but uh the it, very very different like looking and sounding characters i think is maybe a part of it oh uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll see more about that as as it goes overall what, what did you think of uh both of these things did, did you like watching them uh i liked watching both of them uh it really would be weird to not like one over the other because they're just so similar. Like th- that is that is the the thing that leaves the most impre- like the biggest impression on me that they're almost the exact same thing except like three key differences. There are a lot of people that hate Robotech. Uh, I I can see why they would hate it, but from episode one, they're just too similar for me to like just oh screw this Robotech thing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where they go from. Yeah, there. I was gonna say something else, but it's just left me. Just, Gone. Bye. Right. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Excellent. That's that's some good good discussion. I, I think that was uh, I think it was pretty good. I think we covered a lot of stuff. You know, we'll we'll get we'll get better at it as as it goes on. Uh, yeah. This is totally not totally our first time recording a podcast. Not not the second time in a few yeah. years at all. Uh, I think we had a good. Uh, so we we previously uh, we tried to do a common writer podcast. It was fun. A lot of editing work. Uh, not a lot to talk about with common writer. I think I think a lot more meat here. You know, made like a logo and stuff with this that we never did with the other ones. Uh, uh, so we're we're, we're kind of nearing the, the conclusion here. It's like getting a little bit late. Who are you again? Uh, my name's Shane. Oh, Shane. Hi, Hi Shane. Yeah, my name's Vicarious Shaner on you know dis- Discord platforms and such. I guess I have a Twitter too. Don't follow me there. I don't post anything, and it's uh, also blowing up um, right now. It's called X. X. Yes. Also, also an edge lord name. If we do get an email, I promise it will probably be called. Uh, like, do you remember Robotech at gmail.com? Uh, maybe do you, this is, someone probably already has like dyrr at gmail.com, right? Certainly. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yes. I mean, uh, okay. So let, let's, let's say it's, I'll make an email called do you remember Robotech at gmail.com that you can, uh, all, all one word, you can, of course, because it's an email. No, like, uh, no, quit, no question no, mark. Can you put question marks in email? I guess so. Uh, probably, but I wouldn't would. put it one. In okay. our it's decided right here. No question mark. Do you remember Robotech? No question mark. It's it's not a question. It's a statement. Do you remember Robotech at gmail.com? Uh, if probably by the time this is up, there'll be an email. If you do want to send us a little email, uh, or some other way of contacting me. Yeah. Awesome. You, you get to making the email. I'll, I'll get to making the, uh, art for the podcast thing, the square thing. Oh, yeah. We'll make we'll make a make a square thing for you to for you all to look at. Uh, well, yeah, thanks yes. thanks so much. If you've if you've been watching us uh, this first episode, really appreciate it. If you're watching us at like one point five times speed because you know it's kind of like two hours and you got stuff to do, that's fine too. Three three times speed, whatever. As long as you're kind of listening to what we're, what we're saying, we appreciate it a lot. Let's not get crazy. Let's not, three times speed. You, come on. You, okay, Manny does not respect you. If you are listening at this podcast at three times speed, you're nothing to Manny. You are not a fan. He will not shake your hand if he sees you in public. No, I will. I will spit at the ground <laughs> when I look at you. Harsh. Okay. Well, I I had a good time. You have a good time. Ah, uh, yes, great time. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, next time we will be covering episodes two of both Macross and Robotech in a slightly different format. Uh, I'm really excited. I have a brand new segment uh, that is going to maybe be a thing every time. Uh, Manny's going to hate it. Uh, it's very, very funny. I just, I just saw what it is. And, oh, man. 
No. Do you remember okay. what it was? No, I'm looking at the design oh, yeah. here. I saw what I, I, what, Another thing that I told you that you forgot about. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally forgot about this, but uh, uh, we're already at an uh, hour and a half here, so let's cut this down. Yeah, thank, thanks again again so much for listening to us. And send an email. Maybe we'll have more social media stuff in the future. Probably not. What's, what's our call out for this? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, we're proud of being killers. We're, <laughs> we're, we're proud of being killers. Shout out to Robo Technology. Have a good one. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my co-host, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling, of course, the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and the song Lifelike by Alexi Action. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star from Macross and Robotech, respectively, arranged by the wonderful Joshua Collin. Our logo was made by Glory Designs. Thank you so much again, and I love you. Do you you love me?